today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Audu, head pastor, ICGC Yawa Temple, East Ligon. I'm still here, God of mercy, your hand of grace. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew, chapter number 14, which is my main key text. Matthew 14, from verse number 22 to the verse number 33. Then we'll move on to John chapter 16, and then we'll be reading from 29 to 33. But first of all, let's take the Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Amen. Matthew 14. So he said, immediately Jesus bade his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to, him, to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped me, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Let's move on to John 16. I'll take from verse... 25 said, those things are spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me, and I believe that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and I have come into the world again. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you are speaking plainly and using no figure of speech. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, has now come, that you will be scattered, each to his own, and will leave me alone. And yet, I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things are spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm doing a continuation, as you are aware, I'm running a series so far. Those of you who are joining us for the first time, those of you who have been around, thank God for progressive faith. But the key thing here is that, I'm doing a series of titled Be of Good Cheer. Be of Good Cheer. Be of Good Cheer. And I said that Be of Good Cheer comes in different forms, but it's the critical thing of Be of Good Cheer is just to reassure us of God's faithfulness with us. Of God's faithfulness. The love of God that is there, that abounds towards you and I. God saved you and I. 
He delivered us from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light because he has a purpose and assignment with our life. There is no way he can abandon us in the middle of the sea or in the middle of challenges or in the middle of nowhere. Once he starts with us, he will finish with us because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. So timing and again, he always comes through to reassure us of his presence, of his love, and of his covenant with us. Because human as we are, we need consistent reassurance of God's love and God's presence. So he says that even as the days tarry, we should learn to encourage each other before the end even comes. So that is why we gather together as a church. The reason we gather, the ecclesia come together, is that we come to remind ourselves over and over again of the covenant we have with our God and the love that our God has for us and his faithfulness that abides with us forever and his presence that keeps on keeping us even though we don't physically sometimes see him but we know that he's there with us and that we experience him. That whenever we go through anything we know we are not alone but he's with us. So the word of God every day comes to reassure us. That is why we need the word of God daily so that we can be able to face the world. And in John 16, Jesus, after he has expounded the scriptures and shared about his divinity to the disciples and to everyone, this time he was preparing to depart. And in his parted speech, he was making it aware to the disciples that things will happen around them. But the critical thing here is that it is not what they see. It is not what they experience. But the critical thing is their covenant relationship with him. So he says that in this world, there will be tribulations. But be of good cheer. In other words, be reassured that yes, you will see things. Yes, you will experience things. Yes, you will encounter things. Which I am not insulating you from. Which I am not taking you out of it. But I just want you to know that there is a default system in the world. And that default system has already been set in motion. Until the end of time, it will not be corrected. But however, though you find yourself in the default system, I also want you to know that I am with you to guide you through the system. So, you might not fully comprehend what happens to you. You might not fully comprehend what will happen to someone. You might not fully comprehend the occurrences of situations. But one thing you should be assured of is that I, your God, the Lord you have run to, the Savior you have run to, I have overcome. To overcome means that I have, to overcome means to master. When you master something, you said you have overcome it. When you master fear, you said you have overcome the fear. When you master any skill, you said you are a master of the skill, which means you have overcome the challenges of the skill. And you are now, And Jesus is saying that if it comes to the challenges that is in the world, I want you to know that they will be there. Tell somebody they will be there. So it does not mean that they will not be there. Sickness will be there. Pain will be there. Death will be there. Pandemics will be there. Okay, drought will come, famines will come, disappointment will be there, betrayers will be there. All right, so many things will go on in this world. The systems of the world will never be perfect, irrespective of how we demonstrate against it, irrespective of how we put structures in place about human rights, irrespective of how we have law, enforcement, police, whatever, name them, irrespective of how we have economic experts or politicians giving us manifestos and promises and everything. Trust me, the world will never be perfect. 
It will never be perfect. So we don't set our hopes on the systems of the world. That's what Jesus is trying to tell them. That you don't set your hope on the systems of the world. You go through the systems of the world setting your hope on me. Because I am the only one who can reassure you that when you trust in me, I can faithfully keep my promise. I can faithfully navigate you through the storms. I can faithfully take you through the uncharted paths. I can faithfully keep my promise with you till the end. But any other thing that you see around cannot hold. Isn't it amazing and funny that we trust rather the systems of the world than we trust God? How many times don't we get despair by the systems of the world? How many times don't we get confused by the systems of the world? How many times don't we get discouraged by the systems of the world? How many times don't we get disappointed by the systems of the world? But we still will not learn because we still feel as human, we instantaneously, by instinct, we relate to things we see, physical things quickly, than the things we do not see. So Jesus is saying, now listen, no matter how you looked at it, you can fast and pray, you can bind the demons, you can do whatever it is. I want you to know that once the thing is in the default mode, it's going to happen that way. But however, in the midst of the uncertainty, just set your eyes on me. Just set your eyes on me. When you set your eyes on me, then you shall also be able to do what? To overcome. So, it is just like you have fire. Fire has two components. Now, the first component of fire is the, is the light you see. Or the flames you see. But what actually makes the flame or the fire is that there is what you call the stink of the fire. The sting of the fire. The sting of the fire is when you bring your hand onto the flame, you feel a sharp bite or a bent. Now, that bent you receive is actually the steam or the stink that is coming out of that fire. However, if that steam or sting is taken out, you can still put your hand on that fire and not feel it. So, some people have mastered to overcome the sting of fire so they can put their hands on the fire and the fire will not bend them. There are people who, when they touch a hot saucepan, they get bristles or it bends them. There are others who have mastered it so much that the thing will be so hot that you are wondering what it is. You are bringing them rag to take it. They don't mind. They just take it with their hand. And not in a rush, but they can hold it to a point and deposit it in a mouth or whatever. And you wonder what is happening. The simple reason is that they have conscientized themselves and they have overcome. It is not that the thing cannot bend. Try it. If you go to touch that same saucepan, you will get bent. So, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego could not escape from the default system of the Babylonian system, but they are still to believe in their God. And when they went through the process, they were thrown into the fire. They saw the sting of fire killing the people who threw them in. But when they went in, the presence of the fourth man was that be of good cheer is that yes, the sting of the fire is there. Others are slain by that fire, but I have overshadowed you. So I become like the refrigerator or the air conditioning in the fire. So you are in that fire, which is real, like the book has said, I saw people in the fire. Didn't we throw three men into the fire? Yes, it's the fire. We saw people dying out of the fire, but why are others surviving? The people are not surviving, not because there is no presence of fire. 
Not because there is no sting of fire. Not because there is no pain of fire. But the people are surviving because they have set their eyes on their maker. The fourth man was Jesus. I decree to you this morning, may your attention and your concentration not be on the systems and the structures of this world, but let your confidence and your attention be in your Lord Jesus Christ, who is the altar and the finisher of your faith. Because he's the only one that has finished the race. He's the only one that can assure us of his presence and of his love. Any other person, including myself, can disappoint you. Trust me. So you meet person and, and, and this person, I trusted a person and he disappointed me. Oh yes, they will disappoint you. And I have party A, do this, party B said this, and yes, they will fail you. If you like go into the moon and come down, it doesn't matter. It is be like Arsenal and Chelsea. Hello? The only difference is that we change jerseys. So for instance, I was signed for Manchester United. And then the next time Arsenal comes to buy me and I move. That is our political. It's a chess. They can't solve our problems. Trust me. That is why Corona can come and the whole world is thrown out of gear. In fact, it exposes the hypocrisy of the structures. No, if after COVID you have not learned to understand, to see the frailty of man, the, 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 the undependability of institutions and structures and systems, then I don't know what you are going to believe in again. If through COVID, you still do not see the existence of a creator, the existence of a God, the existence of an I am and that I am, the existence of a loving God, the existence of a protector, the reason and the emphasis of why David can say, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the death, shadow of death, I will fear no evil. If you are a child of God and a believer and you are still revising your note to come to terms with the faithfulness of God, then I am sorry for your life. I'm sorry for your life. I'm sorry for your life. Because trust me, no system could hold. The advanced economies could not stand it. The best medical facilities and doctors could not. Best surgeons and best doctors died. They could have saved themselves. Rich men, very wealthy and affluent, could not even see it. But you and I, through it all, where you don't even know where you are stepping, you don't know who you are talking to, you don't know who visited you, you don't know the status of a person, you don't know what we're going through, God still kept you. It is not about how careful you were, it is not about how protocols you're observing. It is not about how sensitive to everything. It is because he has overcome the world. He has overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I am faithful, says the Lord. Be of good cheer. He said, in this world, there will be tribulations. But be of good cheer. Because why? I have overcome the world. What is a tribulation? A tribulation is a distress or suffering. 
resulting from oppression or persecution is a trying experience. COVID brought us a trying experience. How many of you seated here that are still having your jobs or your business even going on? You thought for once that this business, how is it going to be like? Because every business was in a challenge. Hello. Tell somebody, be of good cheer. Oh, tell another person, be of good cheer. The confidence and assurance we have in walking through this life is not because we have money. It's not because we are educated. It's not because we are fluent. It's not because we, we understand things. It's because we have a God who is reliable, who is dependable, who is a rock. The name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous runners into it and they are saved. We survive things not because of our smartness. We survive things because there is an unseen hand at the back that is pushing us. That is sustaining us. Bible said that he has inscribed us in his palm. No matter how they gather or scheme or do things, the Lord still sees us through. Sees us through. Sees us through. Don't you wake up every day hit by shocking news of the world. Devastating news of the world. Contentious news. Both in your country and everywhere. Don't you see for once, sit for once and say that, so God, when will all these things stop? Are you understand what I'm saying? You wish it will not happen. You, you feel like it should be like you are dreaming, you are in, you are in Disneyland. So that when you wake up from your sleep, these things are not there. But ladies and gentlemen, they are there. They are there. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 39. Can I preach to you? I love the word of God. Tell some be of good cheer. So, in Romans 8, from verse 28, Paul was raising an argument about this same thing of course love of Jesus in recalking his disciples, assuring us that he has overcome the world and that in him we have peace, but in the world there is tribulations. And he says it, I like the way he summed it, about, the, about the, when he was talking about the freedom and the dependency of God in the life of the believer as you walk with him. Not by the flesh, which is the things we see, but by the spirit. Because to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Alright? So in the verse 1 of Romans chapter 8, he said that, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who are not in the systems of the world, but who are in what? Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Are you there with me? So when we walk according to the spirit, we don't see this, but when we walk according to the flesh, then we'll see it. And he says that he said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there is a law of sin and there's a law of death. Tell someone there's a law of sin and the law of death. The systems of the world functions on laws. The law of gravity. The law of aerodynamics, the law of health, the law of, 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 of what do you call it, economics and everything. It functions on law. Check it. If you are doing any study in whatever study field you find, when you go in there, there are, there are authors or there are 
researchers or there are authorities in that field. So if you are doing economics, when you go in, you will definitely know some gurus within that sector because it is theories that have been propounded over time that we are studying over. And these theories were propounded based on the Greco-Roman Empire. So they set the structures in place for us. So in every area, the politics you see in the world, it stems from long ago in the days of the Babylon system and the way the Romans rule us and the way they set their things. Because the Romans were powerful in terms of strength, in terms of war, in terms of agility and everything. And so they also were able to take from other places. Any country they conquer, they colonize, they look at your systems and imbibe your systems and set structures in place. So that is why we have the Aristotles, we have the Confucius, we have all those. Things. They, they became more like the reciprocate of knowledge. The knowledge resides in them. It is out of the place of the Roman system. We have even the church function, the pulpit came from there. The church, the Ecclesia, which is the called out one. They meet like a council. They sit together. So Romans 12 tells us that we have gathered together like we have come to a conference in the presence of angels and everything. It tells you of the system. So our worship system, our political system, our economic system, and, and other, our philosophy, sociology, whatever, name them, they were things that others propounded for us. And the only thing we are doing, we are researching and refuting and building on and everything. That is how the world has been. Trust me. Somebody is dead so many years, is still controlling the mind of the world. Is still controlling the behaviors of the world. Remotely. And we are living by it. And it's impounding fear in us. And uncertainties. The law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Child of God, I submit to you from today. If all this were in your Christian life, you are walking by the flesh. Begin to walk by the spirit. When Peter was walking on the sea, at the instantaneous invitation, was walking in the spirit. Because the spirit makes you not to feel the pain somebody is feeling. Give me a wave. Can I ask you a question? How many of you have had experiences where somebody comes to you and comes to narrate his issue to you? All right? And he feels or she feels she is a very serious, devastating problem. But after the person finished narrating the story to you, you begin laughing. Then you decide to share just one or two of what you are even going through at the time you are sitting when he or she came. And I said, wow. So, how do you survive this? Me, I cannot stand this. Oh, I'm like, oh give me a wave. Can I have a witness in the house? The question is, how do you survive it? Oh, come on. I was telling somebody that 
people look at me and they feel I have no need. Everything around me is okay because you will not come around me and be depressed. Are you there with me? I mean, you, you will not get close to me. You will not ask me and if I could do it and I will say no. Even sometimes if I don't have to stretch and go beyond it and get it done. It's like I look like a superman. Oh, hello. And, and I believe somebody said that I, I know pastor will not even cry. Oh, give me a wave. When he even coughs, God answers. So when I even stand for and tell you that I don't need, I don't have money, can you please support? You look like, ah, are you sure? Is this man not trying to play on my intelligence? But hear me, just like the shocking news we had on the Black Panther, the lead actor. He was battling with cancer, but before the cameras, he looks nice. Oh, can I preach to you? He did not, he was not absent with the cancer when he was acting Black Panther. What am I trying to insinuate? What I'm trying to say, what pastor is simply telling you is that men are walking broken. Men are walking in pain. Men are walking in stress. Men are walking dying daily. And their pain cannot be bared by another because our strengths are not the same. But in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the tears, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the breaking down, we still have hope in God that no matter what it is, until it is over, I can be healed. Until it is over, I can be delivered. Until it is over, something will come through for me. In this world, there shall be tribulations. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. That is why you don't kill yourself. That is why you don't give up. That is why you don't say it can never be. You still have to hold on. Trust him daily. So he says in the verse 28, he said, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. Are you called according to God's purpose? Oh, do you believe you are called according to God's purpose? Then God wants you to know that that thing, the good, the bad, the ugly, they are all working in our favor. The tribulation is working in our favor. The coronavirus working in our favor. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The pandemic working in our favor. We might not understand the full picture, but God is still working out something. Still working out something. Oh, pastor, do you say the lost also? Yes, the lost. Do you say the deaf also? Yes, the deaf. Do you say the disappointment? Yes, they are all there. God is working out something. It's not every ingredient you buy in the market that you can chew on. But when you process it, it becomes good for soup. It's not every ingredient that you can chew raw when you need to bake the bread. But when it is properly mixed, that bread can serve in the palace, in the Bakian palace. And it can feed the sultan of Brunei. But the ingredients cannot be friendly. Some of them for you to eat. 
So all things works together. For good. To those that are called according to the purpose. The pain is working out something. The disappointment is working out something. The trials is working out something. The tribulation is working out something. The loss is working out something. That thing you went through that you can't forgive yourself and you are nursing the injury and you are crying and you wish it would never would have happened. I want you to know that God did not sit down sleeping because our God does not sleep nor slumber. He is fully in charge and he's fully in control. He knew that it shall happen. He knew that it shall happen. He permitted it because he has overcome the world. For whom he foreknew. To foreknew that I know when before it happens. God foreknew COVID is coming. The same way he foreknew before your mother met your father and conception took place. He foreknew. He foreknew. He foreknew. Sometimes I'm calm before situations. Not because I have solutions to them, but because I trusted in God to figure it out. I don't know how it will happen, but it will surely happen. Because why? I know he foreknew. You see, the dependability of God and the assurance of God is not in abstract things, but it is in the objectivity of what God can do. And that is revealed in his word. Because if I knew God foreknew that I have the confidence and assurance and the peace, because I know he's with me. Foreknew. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. To predestine means that to your destination has been determined. So we did not determine to be Ghanaians. We don't determine to be Nigerians. We do not determine to be American. We do not determine to be British. But God predetermined. Before life started, he has already demarcated and appointed us where we shall all be. That is why it's an error to try to change what God has put in place for your life. He predetermined. He predetermined you'll be a man. He predetermined you'll be a woman. He did not make a mistake. He predetermined. Whatever condition you find yourself by birth was predetermined. We might not have the full picture by predetermined. Moses in Exodus 3, when he was contending with God about his inability not to be eloquent, to speak before Pharaoh, God told him that, am I not the one that made the blind? That made the dead, the damp. Oh God, have you ever wondered who sustains the madman on the streets? Yeah. Oh, can, can I preach to you? Yeah. I feel God in this house. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how, how God is? Have you wondered where is Corridor? Hello? Where is Cancer? The things they eat, the waters they drink. They don't fast and pray. You will see a mad person with pregnancy. Oh, which antenatal care does she attend? Oh, can I preach to somebody? Who is a gynecologist? At which hospital will she deliver? But do they survive it? 
Oh, I said, do they survive it? Look, the Lord, our God, is a mystery. Oh, I said, he is a mystery. I said, it's a mystery. I submit to you, the Lord Jesus, this morning. I submit to you, the King of Kings. I submit to you, that I am. I submit to you, the one that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, far above what we ask or think of him. I submit to you, the one that has overcome the world. He says, be of good cheer. Rise up on your feet. I'll continue next week. Be of good cheer. Thank you for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yawa Temple, East Lagon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more practical teachings from Rev. Ismaila Awudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlagon.com or email yawatempleicgc at gmail.com. Do contact us on 57 or 057-226-0434. Worship with us on Sundays, Maximum Life Service, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tuesdays, Masterclass Service, 5 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Fridays, Breakthrough Service, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Oh, I'm covered, no greater